Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, all cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm great, Josh. I'm feeding off uh, Senegal energy uh, around about mm-hmm. the time that Sadio Mane puts in that penalty kick to win AFCON and beat his teammate Mo Salah. I hear uh, horns blaring around the corner down Malcolm X Boulevard up here in Harlem and uh, Senegalese flags flying, people dancing in the streets. A little taste from my window of of the scenes that must have been going on there in Cameroon. That is very cool. That reminds me uh, I, when I, my Midtown, I back when I used to work uh, in an <laughs> office in Midtown, uh, there were, uh, I used to live, or I used to work a block away from Little Brazil, which is 46th mm. Street. And I was there during the Brazilian World Cup and it was, uh, it was, it was fantastic. That's um, the great thing yeah. about living in a big metropolitan area is there is a little everything, isn't there? <laughs> That's true. Yeah, there's little the little lighting district, right? There's all kinds of little <laughs> things all over the place. Um, so, yeah, AFCON, that means, once again, it was a Premier League-free weekend. We uh, had some FA Cup. It was fine. I, I kind mm-hmm. of dipped my toe into it. I mean, I actually think the, the best... The best of the FA Cup happened early Saturday morning. That was really the highlight. You had um, a couple of like near, you know, near near um, near upsets that didn't yeah. quite happen in the end. Um, and, right, uh, Kidderminster, yeah. non-league club, mm-hmm. almost uh, getting by West Incredible. Ham. There. So close, yeah. I know. Declan Rice, I respect you, but come on, man, let, let, them, <laughs> let them get that, get, let, let yeah. them get the W. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it was. You know, there's a question from uh, from Karen. He said. Um, do you ever take cup form into account when making FPL decisions? I would say no. I mean, certainly not with the League Cup, right? Because you're mm-hmm. often looking at um, a, a mix of of starters and and kind of you know squad players. But even with the FA Cup, it's it, you know it can kind of confirm that a team is playing well or playing poorly, mm-hmm. right? It sort of like feeds into a narrative a little bit. But I wouldn't say that if somebody does really well in the FA Cup that it makes me more inclined to bring them in or anything like that. Sure. And yeah, if you think about the Premier League teams taking on the minnow teams, the sophistication of the you know, the formations, the tactics, the management at the yeah. Premier League level, you know, they're, they're just playing in, in, in slightly different tweak ways than they might uh, in a league match the following weekend. Yeah. That said, I mean, I, I, I don't think form knows what competition you're playing in. I was... You know, on the one hand, I didn't like that Jared Bowen played 120 minutes, but uh, being that he's in my fantasy team, Mm -hmm. but I love that he scores the game winner because he gets to continue his goal scoring form. And that feels good as I as I look at, you know, midfielders who I want to cup, who I want to keep going into this the loads of fixtures coming up, which is really what we need to talk (laughs) about here, Joshua. Yeah, fixtures, fixtures, fixtures. 
It's a lot. Well, yeah. I mean, this is um, this is how the season's been. You know, it's sort of um, feels like we haven't had Premier League. Uh, like, you know, the fantasy game basically took a two and a half week hiatus and pretty long. I have to say, this is the third podcast we have done since game week twenty three semi concluded. Right, we had a um, a largely forgettable uh, <laughs> Premier League game that took place yesterday like i almost forgot about it that's how forgettable it was yeah, like yeah. 30 minutes before it started i was like oh right of course uh you know we got this this match on today and then and then honestly you did need to watch it because there was no um <laughs> there was there wasn't a lot in it i mean josh king got a yellow card that was about the most exciting thing that that happened yeah. i guess ben foster keeping the clean sheet i think that's the big story now mm-hmm. we'll talk a little bit about nick pope as we talk about burnley and double game weeks coming up but ben foster I think pulled a lot of FPL managers out of the muck. Um, and he was really the only one that came away with relevant FPL points, at least in many leagues that I'm in. And of yep. course, Claudio Renieri, Mr. Pizza Party himself, mm-hmm. the moment he leaves Watford, keep their their first clean sheet. Um, <laughs> yep. Oh, you know, Burnley is an interesting one coming out of that match. I thought Veg Horse looks ready for the fight. Him and Cornet. Yeah. Um, interesting ideas but uh, uh it was okay i you know i mean first match though right i mean I, I think you're right ready for the fight is the generous way to look at it <laughs> uh-huh. i i thought you know it was it was really rainy right and so i think that is a, that is definitely a factor that may not show up you know if you just look at the at the results from that match i mean it was it, you know i i had to affect the play a little bit right it was just a sloppy yeah. You know, I mean, it's, you know, a sloppy turf, Brendan, a sloppy turf more. Um, and I think that that probably was a little bit of a factor. Obviously, his first match with the team as well. And um, yeah, I mean, Cornet probably a little a little rusty, too. Right. He hadn't been with the squad for yeah. for several weeks. So I, I will cut him a little bit of slack. I wouldn't say I came out of that thinking, oh, yeah, I, you know, I really want Veghorst moving forward. Um, but let's see. I mean, you know, um, they Burnley have um, I think it's something like so five three, fixtures after. Just three. Yeah, oh, okay. they have three, right? Yeah. Uh, Aston Villa, Everton, and Leicester are, are coming up. So, and they, they did have a double game week scheduled for twenty six as well. So, I guess you could say they have the the fourth one with with Spurs in twenty six as well. So, that's really the theme of this week's podcast. I mean, we you know uh, we've done we did a review of game, game weeks uh, thirteen through twenty three. Yeah. Uh, we had a great conversation with Sir Tal. If you had not listened to that, I recommend going back and, and giving that a listen because um, that was really it's a great standalone episode and about just about how you can use data to to get a little smarter about your fantasy game and right. maybe outsourcing some of the things that um, that some people just don't really feel like they understand. And you can just kind of there's like like readily reliable you know, or readily available, I should say, uh, resources out there. So, um, yeah. So instead of, you know, going through our game week 23 teams or anything like that, I want to really get right into, um, the main theme of this week's pod, which is, um, you know, basically an updated chip strategy, right? Like what is our strategy now that we have a real sense of what the next several weeks are going to look like? Um, especially after the FA cup match concluded today, right. And, and Lester kind of did everybody a solid by losing today, right. It really (laughs) clarified some (laughs) things, gave us an extra double gaming 27 team. Thanks Uh, Lester. Yeah. So, um, but my feeling is that if you don't understand the schedule the actual schedule of the next few weeks, it's very hard to do chip plans. So a lot of the talk is just going to be explaining to people what is happening over the next yeah. several weeks and what could happen, what could change. Um, and then once we do that, we'll talk a little bit about what our strategies are and then answer a few questions as well. There's a few people who have sort of 
specific thoughts about triple captain Sala and game week 26. What do you do if you have every single one of your chips? What do you do if you only have one? Um, and so we're going to walk through all of that as well. And at the end, we're going to talk a little bit about game week 24, which is the game week uh, only two days away. Um, and so we're going to try to keep this pod from being too long just because it's such a quick turnaround time that we want people to be able to, you know, give it a full listen before, um, before the pretty game soon we'll off. have podcasts to make up, uh, after yeah, exactly. uh we're gonna if, have a if few, we don't get done in time. Exactly. We're going to have a few, uh, to, to make up here, but, uh, I did want to do a, a quick shout out. I said I would do it in last week's pod. And then, um, as, as is often the case with me, I say yes. And then immediately forget, uh, that I said yes. Uh, shout out to, uh, Benny Blanco and um and ash uh, fpl hints uh they have uh game week 39 north versus south brandon i really wish we could be in birmingham for this uh what was it birmingham it? alabama i'd be there brandon but <laughs> yeah, yeah they're gonna yeah. do a re re a civil war reenactment <laughs> yeah. to north versus yeah, south a, and then alabama charity <laughs> it's a charity football game with uh with people from the uh the fantasy community and oh, they're nice. they're getting together in the in the middle of england um right so that hence the suitable north, north south theme so mm-hmm. um that is they're they're selling tickets and it's all happening and, and benny i think is one of the one of the funniest people on twitter and so um and ash is just a super nice guy we, yeah we went you, on one you, of his, you know wordle yeah. is a huge thing people are doing one wordle every day benny blanco treats puns like wordle he <laughs> he puts a, a pun fpl related or not up on his twitter feed. yeah definitely worth a follow yeah. so this is a free a free plug for for them just because i uh, Benny, Benny has given me a lot of uh, entertainment uh, over the years. So uh, gaming39northvsouth.co.uk is where you can go to find out about that. Uh, Brandon, you want to give a quick shout out to our Patreon before we get into the this week's pod? Yes, Josh, before the break, plug for that Patreon. If you want to say thanks to the cheaters for what we do week in, week out, visit us at patreon.com slash always cheating. If you support us there, what do you get in return? You get more FPL content. That includes an extra ad-free podcast each week. This week, Josh, we're going to be recording Thursday evening uh, in that middle space between game weeks 24 and 25, which I think will be really helpful to our supporters. Also, you become a Patreon supporter, you get access to the Dean's List. That's our Manager of the Month Award, and we are now unveiling our Dean's List honoree for January, and that's our supporter, Jonathan Cohen. Uh, Josh, get this. Jonathan Cohen starts January 1st. The new year overall rank is 116,156. Not bad, but he's not within the top 100K. He finishes the month on our Dean's list at the top and also an overall rank of 17,886. So that's a massive climb for Jonathan. Congratulations. Join the Patreon. Also get access to our Slack chat where me and Josh are there helping people with their teams. Uh, we can review newsletter and everyone at the higher tiers producer and Volkswagen levels gets our make fantasy fun again t-shirt. So go to patreon.com slash always cheating to learn more about those various tiers where you can help us and get some more stuff in return. All right. Well, this is an all business kind of pod, Brandon. Very low in the mm. banter so far. So let's 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 do a little business. We'll try to add a little banter at the end. All right, during our game week twenty four preview, because I I really do want to talk about, about chip strategy and uh, what the schedule looks like in the next few weeks. So let's take a break and we'll get right into it. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, we're back. We're talking about chip strategy. This is, you know, one of these episodes where I put together the running order. Sometimes I do it like basically like it, it happens as we're potting, you know, it's like it's that it's like it happens in the middle of the recording. Uh, other times it's uh, about 10 hours in advance because I, I need a lot of time to think things through. And today was one of those days uh, where I just needed to lay everything out um, and then sort of think about it because the 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 whole thing with chip strategy is that you could just sort of end the pod right here and say it's different for everybody's team. Everyone's got a different way to look at it. Everyone has different uh, different goals, different things to look at, um, and and there's no one way to do it, right? And that's like a very accurate, perhaps, but but boring and not helpful answer. Um, I, I think w- what I have found is that I have a I personally developed a much better sense of what I want to do just by understanding the schedule. Right. So you, you right now we've got a very interesting situation where we have um, a bunch of postponements that need to get made up. We have uh, Chelsea, you know, so that that's like the thing that we don't normally have. The thing that we don't often have is a uh, Champions League winner playing in the Club World Cup. Right. Maybe every two or three, you know, two or three years, whatever that happens. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we have Chelsea missing two matches as a result of that. Um, and then we have all the other stuff that we would just normally have, right. Which is uh, league cup final, uh, FA cup, um, you know, res- rescheduled matches and things like that. So it all leads to a schedule that looks really daunting. I think when you first look at it, right. It, it really does. It's confusing. And there are so many sort of resources out there for FPL managers to go and grab for free. Like, uh, of course our friend Ben Krellen, uh, who is a great follow and is constantly, 
updating predictions about when schedule rescheduled fixtures might land based on broadcast rights and, and FA Cup results. So Ben Krellen, uh, Krellen with a C, uh, and also uh, Lego Mane were, were using his overview as well. But yeah, still, when I look at these things, um, you you really have to consider what um a how do i read these charts what do the keys mean and yeah. b what does it mean for mean for my team but i think you put it so succinctly before we started recording the episode where you said josh we're thinking not about chip strategy we're thinking about schedule strategy yeah. and like yeah. once you sort of get into your mind what your strategy is for your team looking uh, against a schedule then the chips that you want to play in particular game weeks will start to sort of fall yeah. into place a little more easily. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It all just sort of flows, uh, from there. I mean, cause really, I mean, so much of this, so much of doing well at this game is, uh, is really about shoring up your, your problems. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I mean, obviously like a triple captainship is just an aggressive move. Right. But uh, often, you know, especially when it comes to these blank game weeks or right? these game weeks where there's a lot of matches that aren't being played. Um, those are the ones where you really have to be sort of thoughtful and, and thinking a few weeks ahead to get prepared for them. So what I'm going to do first and foremost is just run through a few notes for game weeks, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29 and 30. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and I don't know, like, uh, as we go here, I don't think this like, you need like a pen and paper, but it just, it just be a, a quick overview and reminder. Okay. Of what, of what's happening here. So, and basically, um, uh, I think so we have, we have midweek matches that kick off this week. And I think most of the rest of these are weekend matches, if I'm not mistaken, the vast majority, at least. So, um, it does make things at least, at least we've got a few days to, to sort out our thoughts. It's one, it's not like the festive fixtures where you just have to kind of you know, throw your hands up and, and grab somebody, you know, <laughs> uh, just cause the deadline is taking uh, ending while, while one game week is still happening yeah. practically. Right. Um, so in game week 24, we have, uh, we have two blanks. Uh, we have uh, Brighton and Chelsea blanking. Uh, Chelsea also blank in game week 25 and game weeks 27. So if you are loaded up on Chelsea assets, this this is your like this is your biggest problem to solve. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why some people are looking at possibly wild carding. I am not really a fan of a wild card this early, uh, for reasons that we can get into later. Um, but I I could understand that if you if you were loaded up on let's say you had three Chelsea players and you had Sanchez, right, mm -hmm. as your like sole keeper, then maybe you are in a position where it just makes sense to 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 pull the trigger. Yeah. Um I think another yeah. another way to talk about these Chelsea blanks, of which there are many, as you point out, Josh, is we're going to talk about teams who have doubles coming up, teams who don't blank, that you're going to want to get a piece of, players that you want to get in. The good news yeah. if you have Chelsea assets is they're right there. You know those are guys that you can get rid of to bring in some of these assets. I think Jared Bowen, who I mentioned earlier, he's going to be a player where West Ham don't have a lot of double game week opportunities in the near term. And you're going to be hemming and hawing like, ooh, Bowen's in such great form. I don't want to get rid of him. But how do I maximize uh, my chip strategy? Mm -hmm. uh, listen, keep him if you still have a Chelsea asset to get rid of. For, for one of these guys. Yeah. And I mean, they play, you know, there's this big double game week coming up in 26. We'll talk about in a second, but they play Newcastle at home. Right. And that's like a classic trap that people fall into, which is like, oh, I'm going to drop Jared Bowens and it's for a hit or something like that to bring in somebody who plays twice. Yeah. Right. When it, when often a single, a really strong single game week is better than uh, a double. You don't get, you don't get the two cracks at it. Right. I mean, the whole mm -hmm. appeal of a double is not that, it's not that the player is just going to 
you know, get 27 points or whatever, but it just, it basically gives you two opportunities to get a good return. You're and improving your odds. Yeah, exactly. Right. You're just improving your odds. Right. Um, I mean, the, the dream is always that you bring somebody in and they just go full on, um, what I always think of, the, I know it's like, it's like the 10 year old reference at this point, but you know, it's, I always think of like Charlie Austin when this uh-huh. like, you know, double game week where he, you know, just uh, he got like major attacking returns in, in, you know, both the matches. I think he, he finished on 25 points. Um, and that's like, so every time a double game, it comes up, I, I sort of have it in the back of my head, but it so mm-hmm. rarely is the reality, but the, but often what you do end up happening, happening is something that happened this week, right? Which is that Ben Foster doesn't even play in one of the matches, but then he makes up for it, right? With the, mm-hmm. with the six pointer and, and, you know, and the, second half of the double game week so it just it just increases your odds um but i think uh just while we're on game week 24 um and we'll talk more about our transfers and captains later but the solid question you know you and i talked about this a little bit on our patreon pod a couple days ago but Mm -hmm. my my feeling even before he played 120 minutes was that it was again again yeah i mean the guy has played i i can't even imagine i mean i wonder if anyone Literally anyone in European football has played European or African football, I guess, right? Has played uh, more minutes than than Salah over yeah. the last two months, right? He played every fixture in December um, in, into early January with Liverpool, and then has played, I think, 120 minutes. Was it in every single um, elimination match that Egypt played in? Just an yes. absolute ton of matches. Um, so when do you think he comes back, right? We got game week 24 at midweek, game week 25 this weekend. Do you think he's back for either of those two fixtures for Liverpool? Certainly not 24. Um, yeah. And and I, I think the what we're hoping for, right, Josh, is as we look quickly ahead to game week 26, where Liverpool do double and have great home fixtures, Norwich leads, is we're hoping for Salah name to the bench uh, in game week 25 against Burnley. And mm-hmm. but doesn't start um, yep. and he comes on and, and plays a few minutes and then we see, all right, this guy's good to go for for consecutive starts in the double in game wing 26. Uh, you know, I, I think there's something to the argument of how Sala is a fitness monster and he, you know, he has the only matches this for Liverpool this season that he hasn't starts have been the ones where he has been with Egypt. And yep. that's just two thus far. Uh, so if he's healthy, he plays Harry Kane style. Yeah. Um, so I, just I, read, I read something yeah. that said that even though he's been in Africa for a month, only Allison has started more games for Liverpool this season. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> it really is something else, uh, which is like a terrific, terrific. I mean, to, to get solid in, the, in this kind of form as fantasy managers yeah. is, is pretty great. But I just don't see how he is. He's definitely not a priority for game week 24. Game week 25, I, I think because Manchester United have a double game week, mm-hmm. the captaincy will be uh, you know, spread around enough to where if you don't have Salah, if you choose to not get Salah for game week 25, if you choose to put that problem off until game week 26, you're not going to be punished for it, I don't think. And I don't think it is that big as big of an opportunity that you have to have solid for 25 yeah. given what bruno is probably capable of doing that yeah or kevin de bruyne right sure. or or any kind of yeah i mean i'm trying to think of other players that you might have. maybe maybe son although you probably want to keep son now because he doubles in in game week 26 as well but like yeah i don't think like i for a lot of people um they'll be looking to move uh ronaldo for you know possibly possibly in free transfers or possibly for a hit to fund that move, right? Like maybe it's like, 
you know, Ronaldo to X player that frees up 5 million. And then, and then you can use that money to, to, to bring in Salah. Right. So I yeah. don't think that's a move that, that you have to do right away, uh, especially because man, you know, have a double in game week 25. So, right. um, you know, so just something to, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think that, um, that, cause that actually sets up for the ideal scenario as somebody who wants to triple captain, uh, Salah, which is that he doesn't play in 24 he gets 30 minutes in game week 25, and then he's – I mean, I know you, know, you just said this, but I'm just mm-hmm, restating it. Sure. And just, it, then he's fully ready and, and will start both of the next two matches for Liverpool, mm-hmm. uh, which are home to Norwich and home, home to Leeds. Like literally like the best two fixtures he could have probably. Um, as an attacker for sure. As an attacker, right, exactly. Even as even for the defense. I mean, I think that Trent <laughs> – and I think everyone's going to do great uh, in, the, in those two matches. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so I, I think that that really, it really does set up well. And, and I'm, I'm with you there. I, I don't see, um, uh, yeah, I mean, game of 25 is a way to Burnley, but Burnley's defense is, I mean, back to back clean sheets, right? It seems like, I mean, I'm not like convinced, like they're suddenly solid gold, just going to do great. But like, you know, it's, right. it, it, I, I thought they played reasonably well. They defended reasonably well today. So, um, yeah, so we'll, let's see, let's see what happens there. But, um, I did, I just want, did want to talk about that. You and I are sort of both, I think in the, in the no Salon till game week 26 brigade. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, totally. All right. So that brings us to game week 25. And again, some of this is a refresher, you know, but this, this stuff was announced since the last game week, since game week 23, you know, um, more or less concluded right outside of Saturday's match. So it's still fairly fresh, which is that we have a double game week this weekend, Right. Uh, we have we have uh, Brighton and uh, Man United both have a double. And uh, I weirdly have four players uh, across across these doubles already. I've got three Man United players, you know, God help me. And uh, and then I still have Trossard as well. So um, so those so Brighton play Watford away, Man United away. So not a great double, um, although fine if you have someone like Sanchez. And uh, Man United have Southampton at home and Brighton at home. So pretty good double, but they're also um, they just lost to you know Middlesbrough. So um, <laughs> yeah. Used, so what are you going to do with that? Him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean that uh, game. Yeah. I, I watched that match and uh, against Middlesbrough, and it was kind of insane. Um, Manchester United, you know, by rights lost. They lost because they like could not finish yeah. many chances that they were Miss either Penn. gifted by yeah. the Middlesbrough defense or uh, they created themselves. Uh, and uh, so it, I didn't come away from the match thinking like, well, Manchester United are awful. It's just that they're not mentally there, which they kind of haven't been all season their problem will never be talent their problem will just be uh mentality it seems uh in recent seasons can can be a marker so i i don't know i'm still i'm still a little keyed up for this manchester united double part of my plans are to i have no manchester united players right now and i'll plan to have uh two of them for game week 25 yeah, I mean, we don't talk about Bruno very often on this podcast, Brandon. We certainly haven't since since Is that the an fall. And Kanto reference, <laughs> whatever could you mean, Brandon? Um, so <laughs> he had been he'd been suffering from a back problem, but he did play 120 minutes um, on um, on Friday. So it uh, looks like I, I just literally, as you were talking, I, I, I stopped listening to you and I pulled up an article <laughs> uh, that said that he is expected to be fit for uh, for the matches in Game Week 24. So. Um, yeah, so you're leaning towards maybe bringing Bruno in. 
Yeah, so and looking at my team, so the strategy for Game Week 24 for me is uh, Mendy, Edward Mendy out. Now that he is champion of, of the continent of Africa, mm-hmm. he's got to go. Uh, no winners on my team. Right, right. He's out for Bruno because I think what I like about Manchester United is really the next two weeks because they yeah. have Burnley in 24 followed by. Wait, two so Mendy, so, you're, so you're, you're playing Bruno in goal. That's that's what's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, can I do that? Is that possible? <laughs> no, I think De Gea comes in mm-hmm. uh, for game week 24 mm-hmm. and I captain Kevin De Bruyne okay. for for game week 24. Right. Then De Bruyne becomes bruno for the captain scene game week 25 and then mm-hmm. bruno becomes solid in 26 okay yep that that makes sense um does that yeah the 26 i mean have you have you given a look we'll talk we're, i mean we'll talk about 26 in just a second here but are you feeling have you have you given like a sense like a look ahead to just how set up you're going to be for 26 do you feel reasonably confident in feeling you know something yeah something that, that can maximize those I feel I feel okay uh, right now. I mean, this just kind of assumes that I have Salah in game week twenty six, who's not on my team right now. I have seven double game weekers, okay, uh, and I like that. All right, and now that's triple Watford. So mm-hmm. you put uh, De Gea on the bench for Ben Foster mm-hmm. uh, for those that Watford double against Villa and Palace. Am I reasonably set up? Yeah, I think, and I think we're going to talk a little bit more about. Um, you know, what it means to maximize all the doubles in game week 26 and how good we actually think these doubles are to just like go full bore. Yeah, I, I let's not do that. This is the trap that people got into to not bring in Bruno a couple weeks ago, right? How good sure, are these yeah. doubles anyway? You well, know? Y- yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I, yeah, it's not necessarily a conversation of how good or bad are the fixtures, but and I've already used this word once in this episode, but maximize, maybe maximize is not the best word to use when we're talking about yeah. playing your fantasy chips. Optimize? Is that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're channeling yeah. Sir Tall Chai again. We need to right. not, ma- we, not need, we don't need to look to maximize. We don't need to look to optimize. Yeah. Go into the optimizer. Yeah. Um, so give me 25, just one more note, which is that Arsenal and Chelsea both blank and give me 25. I think the Arsenal thing is is very interesting. Somebody who doesn't have any Arsenal players, because um, we can now go into game week twenty six here. And again, we're not walking, we're not previewing each one of these. I just want to give you a sense of what all the you know what's happening in each of these game weeks. So Arsenal blank in twenty five, and then I believe they blank in twenty seven as well, right? Yeah, just double checking that. Yeah, they they blank in twenty seven as well. So, but in between, they have probably the best two fixtures you could have for a, for a defensive squad, right? Like if you could have one defender from any of these teams, like if you free hit in game week 26, I would certainly have an Arsenal player, probably Kieran Tierney, just because there's a little bit of goal um, and assist threat there from him. Um, You know, you got to take, you you take on a little injury risk with him as well. But I think that um, of any of the Arsenal defenders, he's the one who's most likely to get you like an 18 pointer or something like that, um, you know, across these two fixtures. Um, so you have, uh, Arsenal, uh, play, they play Brentford at home, Wolves at home. Uh, it's, it's, it's one of the, it's probably the second biggest double game week that we'll have this season. Uh, we expect to have another really big one. I think it's in game week 36 or something like that. It's, 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 you know, quite a, the kind of traditional last hurrah of the season, right? <laughs> this is sort of, um, there's always one more big one and that, that'll come around game week 36. Um, although this season's going to be very 
unusual because we're going to have a lot more of this kind of Watford Burnley style where it's like one team has one extra double, you know, yeah. a lot of Burnley. We're going to have a lot of Burnley in our lives the next few weeks. Yeah. Like national television, Burnley yeah. matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've got uh, Arsenal playing Brentford at home, Wolves at home. Uh, if, who, like, and I, I guess like Lacazette now becomes another option again. It's like funny, like he was there in December for a while, had a little moment. Gabriel Martinelli. There's a few players, right? Like it's sort Saka. of. Yeah, Saka. Yeah, exactly. It feels like Arsenal haven't played a man. I guess it feels like no one has played a match in ages. But yeah. I feel like Arsenal in particular, I'm like, when did they last play? It feels so long ago. Um, you have Burnley who play uh, Brighton away, Spurs at home. Uh, Burnley are, are just going to be in our thoughts. I thought that Max Cornet actually played okay. Uh, had a had a free kick late. I mean, it just he feels like he's the one that he's the one Burnley player that I would be kind of. Like I, I may like just like, you know, eat my broccoli and bring in a Burnley defender at some point. Right. Because it yeah. just seems logical. But the only one I would really be excited about would be having Max Cornet. I just think that he's kind of, um, you know, just cheap. Um, you can move someone like Trosser to him really easily or, or anyone kind of in that in that in that six million range. I, I kind of maybe like the idea um, of doing kind of a, an aggressive move, possibly in game week 27, um, which would be to bring him in and. um and drop Jota and then use the money that savings to bring in uh, Robertson and, and just start Robertson um, the last, you know, because, mm. because Liverpool have a, have a blank in gaming 27. So it might be the right time to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, so that's, I'm looking at 27 for, for Max Cornet. Um, you have Leeds who have um, Maniot at home, Liverpool away, which, you know, which is fine, honestly, because with Leeds, you're not looking at defensive assets anyway, right? You're looking at Rafinha and that's it, I think. Right. I mean, sure. I mean, you're a big, you know, you're a big, uh, Gelhart Dan- fan. Daniel, I was gonna say Daniel James, you know, he, uh, oh, he let no, you down, Daniel. you know, let you down. He, a couple he weeks really ago. did. Yeah, yeah. I need to talk yeah. to my DraftKings representative <laughs> about that, but, um, <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm with you. You know, the, the, um, the, the, the Leeds defense tanking this season has not helped their fantasy options. So, yep. Yep. so it really is Rafinha him, or right, nothing. Yeah. Uh, Liverpool, we talked about already. Norwich at home, Leeds at home. The greatest double game week ever, possibly. Outside of a triple game week, Brandon, this is about as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Palace have uh, Chelsea at home, Watford away. I suppose Edouard could enter your thoughts, Brandon. He kind of entered and then quickly left. I just can't get <laughs> into the Edward thing. But, uh, you know, sure, he's, he's, he's an option. Uh, Spurs play Man City away and Burnley away. I don't really know. I don't know what to think, you know, right now with, with Spurs. Uh, although Sun is back now, so that's at least that's at least something. Um, yeah. The word yeah. on the street is Harry Kane's back. Uh, yeah. And I feel like this is this has happened a few times this season where Kane, I mean, I think steadily Kane is ramping up his performances for mm-hmm. Spurs yeah. since a really slow start through the first half of the season. Um, but I don't think that he has yet, like, fully turned that corner. No. I think... Kane, though, is an interesting differential as we look ahead to the the end of the season. Um, oh, and I, sure. Both of them. Uh, yeah. So you could like, I don't know, like I, if it's just me talking to myself, I look at this double for Spurs, Manchester City, immediately I'm not interested in uh, Harry Kane for this. And then Burnley, it's like to convince myself I'm justifiably not interested in Harry Kane. I'm like, oh, yeah, Burnley away. That's a classic fixture in which yeah. Spurs will be stymied for, for 80 minutes and I can get away with <laughs> yeah. not having having Kane. Doesn't he like always um, score the, a late the other, goal at Burnley? I feel, like every, it's like, yeah. I feel like every, I mean, like it's just like, I think he did it like once last season, but I feel like I, my memory, it's like it's always like 
Kane scoring like an 80th minute goal away to Burnley when they when yeah. they played them. Certainly could happen, and and Spurs have already beaten Manchester City this season. So uh, and under under the management of a worse worse manager. So, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I I'm I think you're right though. Spurs just don't seem like a team where you know you're ready to push your chips in on though. Despite no. despite the potential, it'd be a real short term thing. I think yeah. I think if I did it, and and maybe you know part of the appeal would just be that they they do play in in game week twenty seven. You know, um, they they play a, a way to leads, no less. So it's, you know, if you see like, again, this is like the what makes the decisions right now so tricky is that, you know, like it's like, yeah, is this the right player for this game week? Maybe it's close, but I really like them for the next mm-hmm. game week or I really like them for the double that they're going to have a couple weeks down the line or whatever. I really like it because it gives me an extra player for game week 30, which is going to be a, a big blank. So. Uh, the, the final two teams are, are Watford, who have uh, Villa away and, and Palace at home. Uh, Villa, another team I feel like I've barely seen play in the last, uh, just feels like it's been, been forever. Uh, I think they played the early match in Gaming 23. Um, and, uh, and then Palace at home. And I, I guess I'm just going to have Watford players forever. It feels like <laughs> I'm just going to have King and Dennis up front indefinitely because like the, the fixtures are never bad enough, right? Even this West Ham match the midweek, I'm like, well, I don't know. Like that seems... I mean, West Ham just ship goals sometimes. So like, I, I certainly, you know, feel fine having, having double Watford for that one. Um, and then, and then Wolves, uh, Leicester home, Arsenal away. I suppose Raul Jimenez at least gets to come back into our thoughts a little bit. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's been a while. I mean, we, you know, I both personally like him a lot, although obviously this Wolves team has not been, um, extremely fun to watch unless you like nil nils, which I don't. <laughs> Not really. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wolves. I think we have to talk a fair amount about Wolves going forward because, you know, when we get to game week 30, which is the elephant in the room here, mm-hmm. is going to be a massive blank game week for fantasy, meaning we could only actually have three fixtures. That is six Premier League teams playing in that game week. Yeah. Precious few. Wolves will be one of them. And yeah. certainly – their defense, Jimenez is an interesting attacking differential, but I think their dif- defense has been just like out and out reliable yeah. this season. So I'm yeah. thinking about Wolves' defense being a priority in my upcoming transfers just to give yeah. me that level of coverage for game week 30 and also the double in game week 26. That's good perspective. Uh, I'm actually glad that you and I have a different chip situation because it, it it helps us to not be totally aligned with our transfers because in your case, you've, you've used both free hits, so you need to be thinking about game week 30. Yeah. In my case, I'm just like, I'm not even going to think about it, right? I'm just going to use my free hit on game week 30 and just, and just sort of not think about that with my transfers. Um, and that's part of the reason why we're doing a chip talk pod right now is because, um, you need to be thinking about the stuff right away, right? Like going into game week 24, you need to be thinking about game week 30, uh, mm-hmm. in order to feel like you're like properly, like you said, optimizing, right? Like you're just optimizing all of these yeah. things. So this is why when people talk about chip strategy to me, it's more like, what is the schedule? I mean, you know, I, I mean, I'm repeated, we're repeating ourselves a lot here probably, but like, you know, what does the schedule look like? Mm-hmm. How does my team look? How set up am I for it? And then once you've sort of figured those questions out, then you can decide whether you want to free hit, whether you want to play a bench boost, right? If you're right. sort of really well set up. Yeah, so like we just covered a lot of fixtures with Game Week 26. I want to talk about you optimizing your team because you're yeah. planning Sala would be the obvious priority to come in for 26 because yeah. you'd triple captain him 
What is, give me the one other player you feel is a priority for you for the spate of doubles in 26 who you don't currently have. Yeah. I sort of have four moves in mind, uh, through 26, right? So that would be three transfer. Like basically take me, I, I take a minus four at some point. So the plan right now is to move Rudiger to a defender, a to be determined defender. This could be, could be a Wolves defender. It could be uh, Dean. It could be, um, I already have three Man United, so it wouldn't be any of those players. I already have three Liverpool, so it can't be Robertson um, unless I, unless I really get clever with it. But hmm. I probably, I'll probably just end up keeping Jota because that's not like a, like, I don't want to create an unnecessary problem for myself, right? Like Jota is sure. a perfectly fine player to have for that double game. Yeah, I agree. Um, so the plan right now is, and I've got like 3 million in the bank right now. So the plan is, um, move a defender this week, um, to someone that I, that I, that looks good right now and ideally plays in game week 27 as well. Um, the next move will be, um, probably hold my transfer in game week, uh, 25, if all goes well, and I'll have Mm -hmm. just my three. Man United players and my and my um, and Trossard, right? That'll be the that that's all four players for the double game because it mm-hmm. seems like probably enough considering it's only two teams that, that double there. And then in game week twenty six, I'll use my two free transfers and then burn four, and I'll turn Ronaldo into Kane. I will turn Trossard into Rafinha, and I'll turn Bruno into Salah. Mm-hmm. And so that would give me, I think, the right mix of kind of high upside. Um, you know, high upside players for for the double. I, the the Kane one, I'm just kind of leaning towards it because I'm just like not like super enthused with Ronaldo in general. So like to me, taking a minus four to bring in Kane for a double and Andy plays leads in game week 27. It just mm-hmm. feels and and they have more doubles to that they have to make up on their end too. So feels like there's like a lots of ways that it sort of makes sense to to burn the four. It's like a, if I'm going to do it eventually anyway. I'll just pull the trigger now. You know, so. So sound investment. Yeah. And I think otherwise, you know, I'm not as worried about my defense because, you know, I just kind of like the way it's, it's set up. I mean, if I end up starting Bowen, Sufal and Cancelo as three single game week players in 26, I mean, that'd be Sufal at home to Newcastle, Bowen at home to Newcastle and Cancelo at home to Spurs. But Cancelo is like, he's fixture proof, right? Like any given match, he could, he could. He's gold dust. Yeah. He's gold dust. Exactly. He's a gold dust man. Right. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) so that's, that's kind of where, where I am right now. Um, and I mean, I can talk more about my, my actual chip strategy too. Um, I mean, why don't I just do it right now? Like, just cause we're talking about it, maybe it makes sense to do that. So let's go. So make, and this is of course, assuming we get no like injuries, like, or COVID, right? Like, ha ha, mm-hmm. like something's going to happen to script my perfect plan here. But uh, what's nice, at least, is that because we're talking about 24, 25, 26, we're, we're basically talking about 11, the next 11 days, right? It seems like it's like this hugely complicated, or maybe it doesn't seem that complicated to you. It, to me, it felt complicated to figure all this out. Um, but you're only talking about a transfer before Tuesday, a transfer before Saturday, and then a transfer before the following week, mm-hmm. right? So it's really not, it's, it's, you know, it's not as crazy as it sounds. Like, it's not like where I'm thinking like, you know, seven weeks ahead here. Um, so if I bring in Salah, uh, which I, of course I will do, um, I'll triple captain him at game week 26. Um, I'm going to muddle through game week 27. We'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. I'm going to free hit in game week 30, most likely. Cause as you mentioned, uh, and the, the, the FA cup draw just made it very unlikely that we were going to have, um, a ton of, a ton of extra teams and, uh, in game week 
30. I mean, Burnley versus Southampton is probably the one that's the most likely um, because all that needs to happen is for West Ham to beat Southampton in the FA Cup, which you think that they would do. Uh, and then that that would give us a fourth fixture for, for game week 30. So kind of like and like a fun mix of teams for a double, right? Like get to have Ivan Tony again. You know, that seems like fun. Oh, brother. I mean, okay. dance, with, dance with Danny Yings. Um, right. So free hit game week 30 wild card after I don't have like a clear plan of when I'm in a wild card yet. 30 from, you know, somewhere between 31 and 33, 34, that would be the the thinking, but I don't think I need to figure that problem out yet. Like I have not figured out what my team is going to look like so clearly that like, it makes sense to me be like, okay, I'm fine for 30 and I'll worry about 31. Right. Like that, that, that officially is like a little too far ahead, I think to, to be thinking. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, whenever I wildcard, I'll bench boost in that final big double game week, which should be game week 36. Yeah, um, I'm a little different because I have no free hits left to play for those blanks in game week 30. So mm-hmm. um, the what what I'm thinking uh, because of this is, yeah, kind of as we discussed, rolling up into the doubles in game week 26 to probably triple captain Sala. And uh, then once I've got Sala by game week 26, all of my transfers after that point have to be geared toward game week 30 because yep. right now I think I have two players uh, for game week 30. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if you were to give that game week to me right now, it would just be, it'd be a bloodbath. It'd be an absolute yep. bloodbath. Like yep. barring a, another COVID variant, I'm completely screwed for game week 30. <laughs> so I need to just gear all my transfers you know, t- toward those teams who play in game week 30, just to sort of like minimize the damage. Now you could say, minimize maximize come on guys you need to get my get it together here um but you could also in theory think well game week 30 is going to be huge blank therefore the average score is going to be super low who am i actually competing against that i need to really worry that much about it but i think the points points are points are points right yeah. so the more points i get the better my rank is going to be so uh, i think uh, the feeling is you spend as many transfers between game week 26 and 30 to get myself, you know, five, six players out, yep. including most importantly, whoever the consensus captain pick is going to be for game week 30. Yeah. And then the strategy after that is depending on what a disaster my team looks like at that point, I wild card out of game week 30 going into 31. And that would feel fine to me, mm-hmm. depending on the level of knowledge we have about remaining double game weeks for the rest of the season, namely yep. that possible big one in game week 36 that I can just going into 31 load up on those players that I would want aiming to bench boost in that biggest of the remaining doubles. If I were to offer a suggestion, Brandon, um, I would strongly consider going for Jose Sa over um, David De Gea, uh, if only because they they play in game week 27. They both have doubles, right? It's just that his comes in 26 instead of 25, and you have the benefit of having a keeper for game week 30, right? I, I, th- I said 27 minute ago, but I meant game week 30. So I think I would I would really strongly consider that because I think also Wolves' defense is a lot better than Man United's, so <laughs> I think you might you might benefit from that too. So yeah, uh, I, just throw that out there. I, I yeah, I I've, I've certainly considered like which who is the optimal keeper, and I think I I hear you like United have been a bit leaky this season, but these these next three fixtures. Uh, I mean, this is next two game weeks with three fixtures 
are so much better than Wolves uh, through game week 24 and 25. I feel like the points I could potentially get from De Gea over the next two weeks would offset uh, whatever that move is for Sa. So I think it's not like a, okay, I need a player in this position for the blank game week. It's like, well, who are you sacrificing and what points are you sacrificing between now and game week 30? And I think there are other areas in my team uh, where I can play that game of, well, I'll just get a Wolves player instead. Uh, yeah. Be that a, a, a cheap defender. Yeah. Fair enough. I, uh, I, I don't know because I, I mean, just like what, yeah. if I'm only getting out seven, six, seven, eight players, that's honestly optimistic for game week 30. Why is one of them a goalkeeper? It shouldn't be because if I'm not going to feel the full team. What's the yeah. first position you'd look to sacrifice? But I'm just saying, I, I'm not sure over the next three or four weeks. And, and then, you know, man, you do play away to man city. It was well in game week 28. So I'm just not even sure in the next three, three game weeks that, that De Gea is going to outscore South, even with, even with the better double. Um, I mean, I, I just really have like no faith in Man United's defense though, but you know, I hear you. Yeah. yeah, I hear you're, you're a, you're a manager scorned. I understand. Well, it's just born from not picking up clean sheets, right? It's like, I've seen it firsthand. I've seen how how poor they are, you know? So anyway, um, just, just a a thought at least. So, uh, just to quickly go back to, to 27. Um, so, uh, because Lester lost today, uh, Burnley versus Lester should, should, very will very likely move into game week 27. I mean, Leicester, because they're still in the, um, uh, in the, um, Europa league, they still have, um, they have a lot of weekends when they, uh, midweeks when they can't make up matches. So, um, they really need to, to take advantage of every possible slot, uh, which would give Leicester a single game week and then give Burnley a double. So we would actually have a double in 27, but we have a Burnley double. So that's when the, that's when the, um, the Jota de Cornet move may take place for me. And then Chelsea, Arsenal, and Liverpool all blank in game week 27. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, by game week 27, we'll have shed ourselves of all Chelsea players. No problem. Arsenal become an interesting team. Can you backdoor an Arsenal player into your game week 26 team, given the blanks in 25 and 26? Well, Liverpool will all be tripled up on Liverpool um, during this blank. So uh, this will be a... Please be mindful of the moves you're making ahead of 27 to make sure you've got starting players in in every position because you'll need your entire bench uh, with your three Liverpool players out that week. Yeah, Livermento back and healthy is uh, crucial uh, for for my team because they play, I think they play Norwich at home in game week 27. So it's kind of, um, he's just been sitting there for 10 weeks and finally I'll get a chance to, to utilize him. So um game weeks 28 and 29 are normal for now there's nothing to say they're just <laughs> wow. game week. they're just weekends where you can get up and watch and not and you can even pick the captain you want not the captain that you know optimizes a double so <laughs> uh-huh. that'll really be uh that'll be entertaining i think i'm looking forward to that uh and then game week 30 we talked about a fair amount already but just as a refresher arsenal villa lester brentford wolves leads those are the three that we know are going to happen those three and i think it's very likely that we also get a uh, burnley southampton uh, in there as well so do you still have Lipermento, brandon i do yeah, yeah. yeah. so good so, chance you'll have him at least yeah and like listen i'm ready for good Livermento to come back that was a fun time that, that was, was like you know yeah. august and everything after Livermento, mm-hmm. and now yeah. i've just got like uh like afternoons and no, Einstein the on the peaks or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. yeah. yeah. <laughs> always a good track, Baird and all those later Counting Crows records, though. Yeah, I always won. Yeah. 
This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, so we talked about our plans a little bit. Uh, let's let's go through a, a few questions now. Um, so Stephen Curtis says, what would be your suggested strategy if you're holding all the chips, including the two free hits? Yeah, if you still have your two free hits, game week 30, as discussed, is an obvious week to, you know, you don't have to worry about all these blanks and then you can just field some sort of blockbuster team full of full of Wolves and, and Villa and Arsenal players. That seems yeah. pretty cool. The The second free hit, I mean, an option would be in game week 27. So after yep. everyone's kind of lost their mind in game week 26 with solid triple cap, et cetera, you've got team, teams already likely to to have doubles like Aston Villa, Wolverhampton again, Leeds, Watford. Um, you know, if, if, particularly if you if you've gotten rid of some of your Watford players ahead of game week twenty seven, you can just bring them back for one last great hurrah and yeah. a free hit. Yeah, I mean it's the Wat. What happens with Watford is going to be surprisingly crucial to the the mm-hmm. end of this Premier League fantasy season. It's it's hilarious. I mean it's just a. I mean the Dennis thing. People are just taking it like it was just a fluke right it's just a bit of bad luck but i mean he's been terrific this year so i think i think yeah. people are getting a little too upset about that another way to view the free hit would be not game week 27 but this theoretical blockbuster double game week around game week 36 is mm-hmm. play your free hit then uh and then you yeah. can if you've got you know major issues with your squad that you need to repair you can play a wild card after yeah. the doubles in 26 and sort of set yourself up for, for the home stretch, not yep. worry about, will I be set for a bench boost, yada, yada, yada. And you yeah. can free hit a great team for that big double. And a lot of teams have interesting doubles coming up too, right? You've got uh Lester will play Norwich um, at some point. We, you know, we just don't know exactly when these are going to happen. Right. So it's hard to be like, this is the optimal week to do it. But if you don't have any Nor- like Lester players and suddenly it's announced, like they play Leeds in 28, right? So let's just say, I don't think this is going to happen because of it wouldn't have because you're up early. But let's just you know just for the sake of this argument, like you know suddenly announced that they had a double, um, and they're going to play Leeds and Norwich. And you don't have any Leicester players. Mm-hmm. Maybe then you're like, okay, I'm just going to free hit this week, right, and just bring in these three players. Like I don't think a free hit needs to be a comprehensive remaking of your team, right? It can just be. I want to bring in these four players to really optimize this one game week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that really makes a lot of sense to some of the doubles that still have to come. I mean, you have, you have Leicester that have four to, to still be made up. Uh, Arsenal have three. Um, Everton have three. We're going to also have other ones too, right? <laughs> because the, we don't, we have an, uh, an FA cup run that still hasn't happened. Right. And if, if teams, I mean, so it's like, we kind of have all this chaos and then we still have all the like normal chaos to come. Right. Of like teams that just don't want to have a match because of the FA cup commitment. So so I think it makes it hard to to say this is the exact optimal way to play the free hits in particular, uh, just because we don't know exactly when some of these 
doubles could you know, are, are going to fall yeah. and it, it could lead to a couple of a couple of squads having really fantastic doubles i mean a villa have a couple uh, you know they still have i mean kind of anyone who plays leeds anyone who plays norwich there's just a, anyone who plays watford like mm-hmm. um, uh, i mean wolves play watford i don't know like it would have to be just right for me to consider um like a jimenez uh i'm not gonna free hit for three wolves players i, I just cannot see that okay that one's that off happen. the table yeah all right, so, so the, we can – okay, so th- yeah, free hit in Game Week 30, that seems like the easy answer. The second one, um, I think the Game Week 27 is not as scary as we thought it might be. I think it's probably going to be fine. I think you can get through it without having to um, having to worry about um, free hitting there. I, the, you know, I think just the players you'll have in your squad will, will allow you to have a perfectly fine team for, for that Game Week. Um, so that brings us to um, the triple captain, and like – I get it. Like there, there are questions here, um, you know, from, from, uh, FPL wannabe said, um, you know, is Salah in game week 26, a locked in triple captain, uh, Benny Blanca says the masses will triple captain Salah in game week 26. Um, but you know, if you had an optimal bench boost, would you consider that instead? And I, I get all of these arguments, but it's, it's just, it's just the dream scenario. Like it's like, we're just, it's just set up so well, which is that we have a situation where, Mo Salah was most likely won't have too much tread in his tires in the game weeks leading up to it, right? Obviously, he has a lot just from like the month of February, but he'll be ready and firing and finally able to like play a full 90 for Liverpool right when they have this incredible double. And it just feels like it's getting a little too clever to look at that where he could really finish with like 29. This reminds me of a couple seasons ago when I was having um, one, of, one of my best ever seasons and Salah played. Um, uh, Huddersfield at home. And it was like, it was kind of the logical play time. To, it was a single game week, mm-hmm. but it was Huddersfield at home, right? It was the season that Huddersfield went down. And, uh, you, I, I believe you and, and, and many others, um, triple captain him and he did great. He had like, you know, three goals and an assist or something like that. Right. <laughs> because that's what most is going to do at home to a bad sure. team. Yeah. Um, and I was, I had held off because I was waiting for the perfect game week to use it, the perfect time to optimize it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I just, it was like, I wanted to spring load. I wanted to like, just shoot past everybody with my more clever use of yeah. the chip. But sometimes you've got to just like, accept that you, you just have to use it the best time that you can use it. And you're just never going to get a better chance to, to triple cap and solid in these two matches. This is it. This is the That's moment. It, now, right? I, yeah. So then the, the question that I don't think we can really answer in this section comes from Curtis P2, who wants to know when is the best time to wild card. And uh, now you get into this argument of, of um, you know, wait, like you're just saying with the triple captain, Josh, like, yeah. am I going to wait too long to reset my team to yeah. optimize for the home stretch? Am I going to wait for this mythical future double game week to be announced and I'll know how to play the wild card? Meanwhile, I've got a bunch of like Arsenal and Chelsea players who aren't playing. Yeah. So, um, I mean, do we? I'm not sure we have enough clarity to answer this question beyond. I don't think we know the right time at this point. You would have to really be heavily loaded up on Chelsea and Arsenal players, I think, to really seriously consider it. Right? Like you know, like you're just in a position where you just really didn't have players that you could play for the next couple of game weeks. Um, I think otherwise, yeah, I, I it's just post game week 30, so game week 31 on. Um, I think some people do wait a little too long to use their wild card, um, especially if they need to make up ground. But I, I just I'm not convinced that playing it this early makes sense because we don't even know what I don't know. We just like we just don't know what the schedule is. I mean, everything you just said, which is just that like, yeah. we just don't know what it's going to look like ahead. 
it seems like there's a pretty clean and clear way to play the next few weeks. Yeah. Right. And so, um, and I, I think that that's yeah. helpful. Yeah. I was, I was on this podcast saying I was heavily, uh, contemplating playing a wild card the last couple of game weeks. Now I managed not to. And yeah. for me, I think I've benefited from dragging my feet there because I think now coming out of, you know, the end of AFCON and this international break, I've got a few players who are now fit again or are coming back into my squad that really helps me. And I, and, and I'm glad that I, I mean, I I would give you that wild card and uh, and take a free hit back. I think at this point because I yeah. do think, um, as you're saying, Josh, like we're we we've been able to sort of set clearer plans. Like somehow it looks like we've come out of the Omicron thing, knock on wood, and and yeah. things are going to be a little more predictable, yeah, or straightforward. Specifically in the Premier League, at least, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So if you if so, I think what that means if you're wild carding right now, or if you just wild carded the last couple of weeks, I think that's totally fine, and you should be able to steer into um, these these game weeks and, and chip strategies in due course. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I, I don't think it's like a, a make it or break it sort of strategy here. Yeah. And, you know, on the bench boost front, um, to go back to Benny's question, I mean, I, I just think we're going to get more, I mean, I don't know, like, I, I don't know, I didn't like see his exact team, right. But in, it's hard for me to imagine that your bench boost team, the bench boost is like, uh, I mean, like a, a really well-played ideal bench boost, right. Is maybe you pick up like 15 points. Like it, it never goes the way you want it to. Right. And, and Salah in this, in this double, I think could easily uh, pick up 20 plus points across, across those two matches. Like it's just hard for me to imagine Salah across. Uh, I mean, let's assume he starts, assume he's back, assume he's, you know, I, I, I don't really see where he'd be rested here. It's not like they, um, you know, I, I just think like it's I don't know. So I think I mean I guess they they played the first leg of the um of their Champions League with with Inter Milan um uh, in game week twenty five like after game week twenty five concludes. So I guess he could you know pick up an injury. I like I don't know. This is like too like I don't want to get you in the realm of the theoretical here. But like I think that um I just see Salah in a double game week outscoring. Uh, most bench boosts that you put together. I mean, of course, like I could be wrong, but, but it's I've just, got like, Guaita in goal yeah. on my bench, Josh. <laughs> yeah, if you got Guaita, then you're yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd start him over uh, over De Gea for sure, and even in a single. Uh, no, I no De Gea picked up a clean sheet for me this week, so maybe I need to uh, soften a little bit on on him. But it's just been hugely frustrating the last few weeks. So um, I just think we're going to get opportunities to play the bench boost. And I, I, you know, it just depends on whether you got a wild card left, but if you have a wild card, then uh, by the time you play it in 31, we'll have a much better sense of how everything's going to f- play out. And you know, you can already kind of keep an eye. Okay. I want to have these players cause I know these doubles are coming. Right. And so it, it's very likely, I think that you could bench boost in a situation where you have something like 12 or 13 double game weekers, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and that to me would be the optimal time to, to bench boost. Very much so. Okay. Well, what other questions we have to answer here, Josh? I yeah, lost track of where we are. I know we're going through a, a lot here. Um, let's let's do uh, let's do two more. Okay. I'm just going to okay. pluck two out. Sorry to everybody else who I'm just I'm skipping past here. But uh, Chancer says, "What are your thoughts on just picking players to doubles over the singlers from now on?" He says, "I've got to sell Rudiger. My heart wants Laporte, but my head says I should be getting a Wolves defender instead." Now we know how down you are on Wolves and their defense. Uh, as I'm, not, I'm not down on them uh, at all. Uh, you know, I, I stated my case there. I'm not going to, I'm not going to restate <laughs> it. Uh, I mean, in, 
you've got two sides of the coin here for Chancer's question. The one side is, of course, we know there are premium single game wakers who are always just worth the same as a doubler. Cancelo is probably one. Is Laporte the same as Cancelo? In this case, I really don't think so. I I think Wolves' defense has earned... Uh, earned the right to have this be a decision point for for Chancer. I think the double game week on Connor Cody is it is at least as valuable as one Laporte. I know that that might sound yeah. insane to you, Josh, but I think that's where I stand. I am really on the fence about. I'm I'm in this exact spot right now, trying to decide what to do. And I was sort of I kind of come around. I talked myself into. Um, uh, I, I wouldn't say I talked myself into it, but I was, I was starting to talk myself into Reggion before basically all of FPL, like Slack and Twitter uh, was like, really, I strongly suggest you don't do this because um, <laughs> it's just it's just a little too risky. Just give me the keys, man. Yeah. And good chance he doesn't even start in that away match in, in game week 26 away to Man City um, just because he has been getting benched for some of those trickier ones. So, um, so I think Reggion maybe is, is a little too, I mean, he's like the, he's like the fun one because he could just like, he, it feels like he should score like every game and somehow he, he never, he's a little bit like Kinsella where it's just like, it feels like he's constantly getting, getting chances. Um, so I am kind of leaning back towards Lucas Dean now, uh, even though he doesn't have any doubles right now, but they, they play in game week 27, right? So I'd at least be kind of covered, covered on that front. I'm going to pull up my, um, my little Villa ticker here, Brand. right? So yeah, leads at home in 24, Newcastle away in 25, Watford at home in 26, Brighton away in 27. I mean, those four singles are about as good as any double that you mm-hmm. could find out there. Um, and, you know, and they also have a bunch of matches that they, st- I mean, they have two doubles they still have to make up, right? They play uh, home to Burnley and away to Leeds. So if you if you bring in Dean, you just think of them as a long-term investment, then I think I think it's fine uh, to go ahead and do that. It just, um, and the, uh, the, I actually would consider an Arsenal defender. I just need to look at my team and make sure that I'm sort of not totally screwing myself if I do that. Um, mm-hmm. because I think that's the one. While you're doing that, I think it's important to state you're looking at Lucas Dean who costs 5, 5.1. That's, yep. it, it's an interesting price when you're considering Emmerich Laporte at 5.8, Connor Cody at 4.6. And right. what is the ripple effect of this purchase price going to have elsewhere in your team yep. in future game weeks, especially looking at just like we're going to be ma- we're just going to be transferring a lot, uh, lots of transfers coming up. Make sure you have a hearty bank yep. uh, to get those players about- you want, especially when you're thinking about, oh, a big upside uh, punt for me is going to be Harry Kane up front. You're going to need yeah. to scrape together a lot of cash. And if you're uh, splashing it on Laporte, you're, you're constricting yeah. yourself. That's a good, that's a good point. Yeah. You, it's almost, it's almost like you want to just go into um, the transfer um, page, right. And kind of do all the moves you want to do over the next few weeks and just see what kind of like yeah. how much money you've got in your bank. Right? right. Like if I just did these five moves and nothing else changed, right. Like how much would I have? Of course you're always going to have price rises, but not, it's not going to be so extreme that it would, you know, affect your strategy too much. By the way, Nick Pope, Brandon. Yeah. Can I, can I toss him into there for you as well as a, as a possible uh, as a possible instead of De Gea? A lot of doubles coming up, including double in twenty seven. So yeah, it's yeah. it's true, it's true. Um, you know, as I said, I'm not going to go restate the case that I had just made, which heavily revolves around game weeks twenty four and twenty five. Mm-hmm. Um, but there you go. I hear you, Nick Pope. 
Okay. All right. Just throwing. I want to talk about your keepers. I could do it all pod, Brandon, but I guess we should <laughs> yeah. keep yeah. going here. Save it for our patrons. Yeah. So I am I am leaning towards the singlers. Um I don't really I mean it's just like a, it's a, if Arsenal and Arsenal do blank in 27. If Arsenal didn't blank in 27, I think I would really strongly consider an Arsenal defender. Uh because um, I love their double in, in 20 and 26. And maybe if I, if I was planning to free hit in 27, I'd just go ahead and do it. But, uh, and, and, you know, cause I, I could, I could bench an Arsenal defender in 25 when they don't play, but to, to not think about 27 with my transfer right now, I think would be foolish. If I'm not going to, if I'm not going to wild card or if I'm not going to free hit in that week. So, um, so I think that kind of takes them out of the table. And at that point, you're just talking about a lot of, you know, the counter card. I mean, just, you know, I, I just, you want someone who can score, right? It's just like, I don't know. It's just, it's so, it's so. Connor Cody is just so unsexy, you know, even, even at that 4.6, you know, million price point. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's do one last question here. Um, Mikey, you says uh, best player in each position to prioritize over the next few game weeks for goalkeepers. I've got Pope or Jose saw, uh, obviously your, your, um, you, De Gea's got to be in there um, as well for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, Pope and Saw are the ones definitely to target. I think uh, Ben Foster is is a bit of a game changer for me. Right. As Watford do double right. in 27. Right. So there's a little bit of a one-two punch that you that's could true. work with there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, but I think just like barring all of that, Pope and Saw have uh, multiple doubles that we can see. Mm-hmm. Pope is probably the guy out of all of them because I think what what was great to watch the what was great to watch you put great in air quotes Josh <laughs> uh, that Burnley Watford match was Pope looked really good yeah. he was asked to make a number of of saves I mean, yeah from from distance but he looked like he looks like our old friend Nick Pope. The, he looks like the young Pope again yeah, right yeah, he does yeah. he does yeah so great TV uh, show a great way to keep in the Premier League Brandon. Yeah, and, and and just even though Burnley played okay defense against Watford, I mean, their defenders are completely invisible. Where <laughs> yeah. where Wolves, you know, say what you will about Cody, he's not invisible. No, that's true. It's just been me flying all over the place trying yeah. to trying to save the, the t- yeah uh, yeah. He had a couple of hair raising moments uh, yesterday. Um, for defenders, it's tricky when we just talked about it. I mean, you know, uh, I don't want to get too me focused here, right? Because there are some easy options depending on what your plan is. You know, if, if you only have two Liverpool players, I think that Robertson is a great option to consider. Um, it, you know, if you only had two Man United def- players, I think Varane could at least enter your thoughts. Um, Tierney, if you, if you, you know, can weather 27, um, and then Lucas Dean and Laporte, we both talked, you know, we talked about already yeah. too. And I think I do prefer Dean over Laporte. I forgot that Laporte was already up to 5.7. That does kind of take some of the fun out of it. I mean, like Lucas Dean versus Laporte, it's, it's, I like them both, but you know, if you're going to save 0.6 million, he's 5.8. Five, yeah. So 0.7 million. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a lot like that. That yeah. can probably be put to use at some point. I mean, eventually the, the Weghorst slash, Jimenez, like one of these, I'm, I'm probably going to end up taking a chance in one of these, you know, mid, like one of these forwards uh, mm-hmm. at some point. Right. And I'm going to want, and like, that's the time when I'm going to kick myself when I want to get rid of a Watford forward for one of these guys. <laughs> and I'm 0.7 million short. And I'm like, why didn't I just go for Dean, you know, over, over Laporte. So I agreed. I totally agreed. Okay. Midfield. One, one writes, writes his own name onto the line. That's Sala. Yep. yep. And you're talking about Rafinha just because uh, Leeds do have these doubles coming up. Leeds, uh, 
what wait what they it's not that they have doubles josh no they do have a double manchester united liverpool what do you make yeah. of that double for rafinha not well, great i mean not great but he's he's great you know and he's and he's cheap and they they i like their fixtures in um i mean i think the fixtures are fine in in, in 24 and 25 um if you wanted to make that move right away um, they play in 27, right? So that that makes them more valuable to me as well. Um, they have a double game week still to come, right? And then they play they play Norwich in 29, uh, Leicester in, in 28. So you just I don't know. I just like I love his price point. I love um, you know I just love that he's like the most important player on that squad, right? right? So if they if they score a goal, he's very likely to be involved in it. And it just, you know, I just, I miss having him on my team, Brandon. Like he's just like, he gets, he, he scores goals. Like he gets, it's like, he's on, as long as Bamford's out, at least he's yeah. on pens. So I just, I imagine him at the very least he'll get a couple cheapies over the next few weeks, you know? Yeah. And so that's, that's why I like him. And then, um, and then I, you know, I think son, um, if you need to be a little different, make up some ground. I think that he's kind of sitting there as a, as a really underrated midfield asset, expensive, yeah. obviously. Yeah, I I held on to Son. It was like both Son and Sala were my heavy hitting midfielders, and and they both uh, dropped out of my team at precisely the wrong moment. But I managed to hang on to him. So I'm actually I'm delighted to still have him in my team. And where the what it what it forced where it puts me, I think, is it means I'm not getting Kane uh, for these right. upcoming fixtures. Right. right. I don't know how. If that makes me uneasy or not, but I think this is where I I sometimes fail as a fantasy manager, where I get in my mind I want another player, and I don't just back myself. So I have Son in my team. I need to back him, back yep. my team, and let's make the magic happen. Let's 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 let the luck roll in. Yeah, I mean, I know outside of the fact that he's been injured for a few weeks, I mean, can you really make a strong strong case that Kane is a much better? Uh, I'm not even sure I should be prioritizing with a transfer, you know, let alone, yeah. let alone, uh, you know, predators one or the other. And then, uh, with, with the forwards, your classic Motley crew right now, I mean, maybe we'll see some players start to emerge. We'll see what happens with Everton now that they've kind of remade their entire attack. Maybe that does bring Calvert Lewin back into the conversation at some point. But, uh, right now it's, we're back to Josh King, Ronaldo, Terry Kane, Weghorst. I mean, there's just like, there's no one, that I would even go on this podcast and recommend strongly. It's almost like just keep who you've got right now. And, you know, I mean, Antonio at home to Newcastle in, in 26 might be better than yeah. most of the double game week, you know, <laughs> players you consider. You mentioned Cornet in for Jota, which is an interesting move. I think the case you make for Vague Horse over Cornet is, you know, we've got so many great midfielder options and less so in the striker position. So Veghorst seems like a classic. I'll just get a piece of all of these Burnley fixtures that are coming up yep. in a part of my fantasy team where I don't have priorities or I'm not losing. You know, yeah. I don't feel like I'm losing out to other managers around me. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Like, you know, it's, I mean, like, is he that, you know, Josh King versus him or, you know, I don't know. It's like, a, I don't know. Josh okay. King is crap. Uh, Josh, uh, listen, I've had him for God knows how, like two months, yeah. the, the one assist, I think maybe, I mean, just, it is, it's outrageous. It's scandalous. I'll tell you this much. It's, it's just scandalous. The whole forward situation this year is just, I, I mean, like it's, it can't last. Like we have done this podcast for many, many years. We've never had a situation like this, right? Where just every single forward has been disappointing basically from the start of the season. Like it, it's, it's. You know, I mean, 
I don't know. I guess like yeah, um, he's been a uh, what's his name the Watford forward. Uh, we've been we've been talking for a long time without a break here, Brandon. I'm starting to <laughs> Dennis Emmanuel Dennis has been a pleasant surprise, yeah. but I think he's like the best. You know, even that's not not saying very much. So um, yeah, so let's 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 punt on the forward question for now. It, it wouldn't be where I'd be prioritized with my transfers. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's take a quick break and we'll do uh, just a, a little brief preview of Game Week 24, Brandon. All right, Burnerback, Game Week 24 kicks off on Tuesday. And it's kind of interesting. We talked about Salah already. Uh, you and I are both going to to punt on Salah. Uh, you know, just uh, it, on, during the break, I, I took a quick look at, at some Klopp comments, you know, and he mm. basically didn't really give anything away uh, from this weekend. He said, you know, they're both uh, – fighters you know they don't want they don't want a vacation you know whatever they want to be here and i'm I'm sure that's true he has said something like we need to talk with them and see what's realistic you know what makes the most sense and so uh, i think um i don't think they're going to um risk their health i mean it's all they're trying to sign to a long-term agreement right you're not going to rush him back um even if it costs them a mat you know a win um you know the future is more important with him um you know i mean luis diaz now is there as well right you have this 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 new the new the hot new guy who we you know need to talk about if we didn't have so much to go through today we could have talked more about some of the transfer window stuff but you know i think he's he can kind of fill in for 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 money in particular i think you know in the short certainly time. i feel yeah. like they're getting a lot of players back at liverpool harvey elliott's uh yep. fit again too obviously he plays deeper in the midfield but yeah liverpool have proven that they can they can they'll they'll do they can maintain their league position such as it is Uh, is still a little bit of a gap between city until the time is right because you think once the champions league starts up again Saul and Mane are playing every single match so give them this is the moment to give them that much needed rest for fear that they'll just blow their knees their hamstrings their yeah everything yeah. Uh, yeah. The real nightmare scenario for the Salah, like triple captain would be for him to come back, play 90 minutes on Thursday, play 90 minutes at midweek, play night uh, at the weekend, play yeah. 90 minutes in the Inter Milan match and then, and then go up against uh, Leeds and Norwich at home. Like then I would be freaking out about what to do with my <laughs> triple captain, whether I even wanted to play it, because uh, you just have to think you'd get a rest for one of those in that case. Yeah. Um, let's hope that doesn't happen. Um, so game week 24 captains, you mentioned captain De Bruyne. I think that that makes a lot of sense. They play on Wednesday. They play, uh, they host Brentford. Uh, I don't have De Bruyne. Um, and I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I, I'm still really on the fence. I, uh, I have a few options that I'm considering. Give me uh, the, the, the biggest standout. Like you look, you look at your team. Who's the, the yeah. name that immediately jumps out? Two names. Um, one would be um, Cancelo, a home to Brentford. I mm-hmm. think that um, hard for me to imagine Brentford doing really anything in that match. Easy for me to imagine Cancelo getting some kind of attack in return. Um, and even even if they did concede, I feel like Cancelo could get some out of that one. Um, and the other one would be Jota. Uh, Liverpool host Leicester. I mean, yeah. Leicester have just been diabolical right lost again today brendan rogers uh, post game uh post match comments after losing to nottingham forest he's in the throw the entire team under the bus mm-hmm. mode so yeah. that's never yeah. a great sign awesome, for awesome, awesome yeah awesome guy yeah uh, super cool guy <laughs> so um i mean i guess those would be some options but yeah you, so you have sun for southampton too you got lots of options like you're yeah in a good spot this week sun is currently my vice captain mm-hmm. i was following you know, um, 
Fulham were playing uh, Manchester City in the FA Cup. I was following Fulham Twitter, and somebody referred to Kevin De Bruyne as uh, Kevin De Bin Man, uh, like he <laughs> like he's a garbage man. Um, I mean, it okay. points to, for just like sheer juvenile humor, yeah. and uh, it, yeah. it did make me laugh, De Bin Man. But I was just like, he's probably the best midfielder in in Europe. So I don't really know where the beef is here, but yeah. Um, I mean, it's not, not his fault that he's been dealing with some injuries, you know, kind of all, all season. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, I, he's so irresistible to me just as a player I love to watch, but I, I, oh, that's yeah, a dream, I'm happy that's a dream situation, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, he, his ownership is super low and they play home to a promoted team. It's like the, it's a dream, you know, it's like, it's perfect. Yeah, and well, you know, one of the last couple of weeks where I'll get to enjoy, you know, definitely going uh, away from the field and not being on Sala for for the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, I mean, you know, twenty five, I think, will be an interesting one as well, right? Because, um, you know, um, I guess if you bring in Bruno, you probably captain him, right? I'll have to decide between Bruno and and uh, between Bruno and Ronaldo. I mean, Ronaldo just like. I don't know. You know, it's just like, what, I don't know. You can't, he, he's gotta be, he's gotta do better than this at some point. Right. Like this can't, <clears throat> he's not that done. Is he like, yeah. it's, I don't know. So. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, and, and I would like um, the strategy for me is move De Bruyne to Bruno to captain him, but city uh, are away Norwich. Great fixture. But then they're, man, they're, that's, they're, that's they're back in Europe though. I could definitely see Pep resting or benching KDB yeah. uh, ahead of that. And they have Spurs uh, the the following league match. So it just it's feels a, a little dicey a and, and lower upside than a Bruno double. It does seem. Yeah. Although it also feels insane to drop KDB before the Norwich. Uh, I think it's easier yeah. knowing that De Bruyne is destined to become Mo Salah. Uh, so it's sort of yeah. like, He's just uh, he's a chip waiting to be cashed in already. Yeah, I guess if there was an easy way to get to Ronaldo, you could consider it. Or yeah, it's, it's a tricky spot, right? Because it's not like there's like a a five million. I mean, I guess like if you wanted to like really be like take a total punt here and go for um, like a different Man United player, you know, just somebody who's like really off the off like the Rashford, board. Maybe. Well, yeah, I, I was actually thinking about. Um, uh, Alanga, right? Mm-hmm. Who's uh 4.8 million. So you could like basically turn like Brownhill into Alanga. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has started the last three matches, you know, scored in one of them. Um, so that would be, yeah. Missed I the penalty to lose them their FA cup match. He looked mm-hmm. distraught after that. Yeah. Um, I yeah. mean, I mean, strong mentality will recover from that. Sure. Do fine. Sure. And he's looked yeah, yeah. decent for the team, but yeah, I don't know, it, that that's, it's a strategy for sure. Is it yeah. too clever? Perhaps. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Well, anyway, we're not that that's that's for that's for um our next pod that we can talk about game week twenty five more. But um, so I think um, maybe Jota Jota home to Leicester feels like mm-hmm. maybe the the right move there. Um, you could make an argument for for Bowen um at home to Watford. I wish they hadn't played so many minutes on Saturday. Um, I don't know if that, that should really be factor in my thinking here or not, but it's kind of funny. I mean, to have, you know, 12 million Bruno, um, 12 million Ronaldo, which I, both of whom I have right now play Burnley, uh, on Tuesday. And I wouldn't dream of really? either one of those. Players. Well, I, they've both been terrible. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, Bruno had one good match when Ronaldo was out, 
you know, but otherwise it's, I, I don't know. Like I, I just don't, uh, I thought he looked yeah. quite good against Middlesburger, but, um, yeah, you know, know, it's these, we haven't quite isolated. There's no pattern recognition yeah. happening with yeah. Manchester United yet. There are isolated incidents. Yeah. Middlesburger being a long standing podcast joke. By yeah. The way, yeah. We, we actually know uh, it's not, yeah. they're not a, they're not a hamburger. <laughs> we get it. Uh, but as Americans, we can never seem to Middlesbrough, right? Is that how you say it? I can't Burra? Yeah. Middlesbrough. Anyway, um, so yeah, I'm not really interested in those, and and also I mean, part of the it, it's like if I can't really decide, and I think there there's lots of good options, and one of them plays in the last match of the game week, eh, right. you know, sometimes it's fun to maybe that's a dumb way to play, <laughs> but you know, so, but I mean, it's like he's going to be playing as a forward at home to Leicester. Leicester's defense is terrible, and he scored uh, in their FA Cup match today. I mean. I, I expect him to start, you know, expect him to do reasonably well. So I think that, um, I think that he makes, he makes a lot of sense. Um, and I, you know, I'm still old school enough that it's hard for me to captain a defender and like really feel like excited about it. Like, I feel like I would yeah. just be nervous captaining Cancelo more than sure. excited about it. I would too. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I actually think Bowen probably deserves a bigger shout though. Right. I mean, like there's no way he's not getting an attack and return home to Watford. <laughs> right he I mean, is, like, he's in yeah. some of the best attacking form in the league at the moment yeah. he cannot yeah. stop scoring going back to the very first question of this yeah. pot how much stock do you put into fa cup results yeah. and yeah. bowen his his form transcends competition what an explosion for him like <laughs> yeah, yeah like we, we, aaron like ramsey-esque yeah, four months ago, we were not t- chatting about Bowen every week on the pod. And, and it doesn't even feel like it's like a fluke, right? It feels yeah. like he's just like, yep, he's playing great, looks good, he's involved, he can like do yeah. a lot of interesting things on the pitch. Like he's, you know, he's, it's a little like uh, Ianacho last year, where I was just like, yep, like uh-huh. Uh-huh. looks great. I, 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 yeah. I, you know, yeah. So anyway, I think he, I think he's he's definitely an option. I think um, I think you're in a really good spot this week, though. I feel like um, with with just with Son and 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 um, uh, with with Son and KDB alone, I think you. Really I hope got, so. Um, good, I hope so. It feels like a good week for for me to sort of make a little bit of a leap and give myself some some points cushion um, ahead of what's yeah. to come. Yeah, because I'm, yeah. you know, I'm like I'm gonna try to push for the top 100k. I'm at 360k right now. It's very possible, but um, Third as we mentioned, left. Yeah. yep, yep. So I'm just you know you you you're gonna rise and you're gonna fall still yet this season. So we'll try to accommodate for that. All right, um, and transfers. Um, I am looking at uh, most likely Rudiger to Dean. That's the one that that. I still think it makes the most sense. I, I would love to have a double game week 26 player, but you know, so it goes. Um, I don't really like any of my options. <laughs> Am I going to mention my transfer? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. So you're leaning towards De Gea. I'm leaning I'm towards De Gea. Listen, to listen. Him. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, I, I can listen to reason. I can listen to other people's opinions and that's fine. So, there are obviously other options, and I am enamored of, you know, the the near term with De Gea, the next two game weeks in particular, and do I really want to then pin everything on Ben Foster for the subsequent three weeks? That feels less good, unless I yeah. want to make yet another goalkeeper transfer. So yeah, you there, are, um, yeah. there are there uh, are you know there are ins and outs here, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Nick Pope, I, I, I said saw, but now I'm, now I'm convinced that Pope is the move. Well, Pope um, was my idea. That's not uh, that. And that's the only way I'll be comfortable making that move. So just give me that. 
<laughs> okay. Um, the last uh, question slash comment here, Brian, I thought that was a nice way to close the pod. Johnny D says, with everyone rage transferring, benching their Watford strikers after double game week 23, we're guaranteed to see a 5-1 Watford win over West Ham with three plus returns each for Dennis and King. Correct? Very much so. 100% correct. <laughs> I mean, like why not? Of, that's our lock of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you just gotta you just gotta stick it out with crummy players like this and let them fluke into points. Which you know, mm-hmm. you, you Sir Talp was talking about this. You flip a penny so many times that it's gonna feel very odd that it keeps landing heads, but it can happen. But yep. keep flipping that penny, keep flipping that Josh King penny. That's what I'm about. Yeah, I I, I think so too. I mean, I'm certainly gonna start both of them and not really. And not sweat it. Um, and I mean, what anyone who's had a West Ham defender this season, Brandon, you and I have both been part of the Kufal, Kufal, Sufal, part of the Sufal. You know, I wanted the alliteration there. That's what that's what happened there, Brandon. Uh, okay. The Sufal Club uh, knows that Sufal scene. Um, the Sufal scene. That's better. Uh, knows that it has not been um, a blast. <laughs> to have uh, West Ham defenders this season. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, all right. Well, that's the pod for this week. Thank you all for listening. I know we went a little bit long, but hopefully this was helpful. It certainly was, uh, I think, for both of us, Brandon. I felt like this was like Definitely. you and I were both actually thinking through our our own strategies here. And hopefully that was useful for people. Um, so if you liked it, if you enjoyed it, we'd love for you to to share the pod, um, you know, get the word out and, and, um, and um, you know, help uh, – I'll get the always spread shooting, the good word. You know, yeah, exactly. Spread it like a virus, Brandon. The always cheating <laughs> podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, but, but thank you for listening. If you want to support the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating on Thursday night. We'll be doing a Patreon exclusive podcast where we look at game week 25. Brandon, do you want to thank our always cheating producer patrons? Oh, I love our producers. Mike DePietro, Trevor Ingerson, Chris Howell, Andy Penn, Martin Savage, Brian T, the big gaffer, Bob is Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Travis West, Victor Forberg, Skogang, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsey Rostel, Anton Markov, at FPL Merch, Kerry Swanson, Kieran Screeton, Francis Mann, Chris Carter, Mikey Uong, Bruce Kerr, Sam Shower, Rich Evans, Future Media Group FPL, Ben Sweeney, George Kinney, Shibmore Joria, Ram Frost, AJ, Jeremy Spiker, Lazaros Yanos, Yanos. Give me a pronunciation on Lazaros Yanos, Josh. Yeah, I think it's yeah, I think it's Yanoas. Yeah, Yanoas. Okay, yeah, let's yeah. go. Uh, Greek FPL forever. Jesse Halstead, Matthew Becker, Caleb Robbie, Todd Byerly, Alper Poxoy, Martin Ospeth, Lee Hickman, Bulger Paulson, Kruger, Jazz Binning, Francis Moore, managed by Lasso, James Keatley, Keegan Walsh, the Saint FPL pessimist, and Zerkan. Zerkan, I've enjoyed uh, seeing you and interacting with you on the Slack, man. See you there. Uh, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Listen, Patreon is not for everybody, Josh. And if it's not your thing, you want to help us, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. You can rate on Spotify now. It's, it's a race to see. Can we get more ratings than uh, name your, your second name, favorite yeah, podcast? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't, don't actually say it right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say uh, like This American Life or right, Serial. Right. Could we get yeah. more likes on Spotify than Serial? Uh, is this still is this still going? I don't even know. Like what? Maybe, maybe yeah, they, sure. I'm sure they're working like, the serial beat right now. Coming up with season, the next man. Yeah, the first season such a such a high bar. Really, there was just nowhere to go but down. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Twitter, hail yeah. cheaters. Uh, Instagram. I'm just going to keep reading this stuff. Keep going. Um, uh, website alwayscheating.com. Um, and uh, that's it. That's it for us, Josh. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good luck. Um, and don't forget matches start on Tuesday. Have a good weekend. Have a good week. Have a good Monday and Tuesday. Bye.